Welcome to the Apostles' Corner, where we discover truth and we become the living proof. I am your podcast host, Brian A. Harris. Thank you so much for joining us today for another wonderful episode of the Apostles' Corner. Thank all of my subscribers on YouTube and all of our audio digital outlets. I really appreciate you. I can't say thank you enough. I will forever do this on every episode simply because I do show my appreciation because I do appreciate you. Uh, We are in season two of the Apostles Corner and we're talking about life goals. Uh, This is going to be one of the most powerful and interesting podcast seasons of the Apostles Corner so far. And uh, I'm trying to bring you guests and all of that, but I'm flying solo today uh, because this is just in my heart and I want to just get it out and share it with you today. I think that uh, God has just really placed this in my heart to just help us all because I think this is where not only where I am personally, I think this is where uh, the, the body of Christ is. I think it's where our world is even today uh, with Roe versus Wade being turned over and just all of the different things that's taking place, uh, trying to work on gun laws, just different things that are taking place. Changes in the air. It's just it's just here. Changes in the air. Things looking different. Things we want to call it wrong, but everything is not wrong. It's just different. And so today I have entitled episode three on how to handle change. Uh, change can be very, very difficult for many of us uh, because we are creatures of habit. We know what we like to do. We know where we like to do it at. We know like who we like to do it with. We know how much we like to do it. All of these different things, right? But the reality is things just change. They change unannounced. We change. Circumstances change. People change. Uh, finances change. Relationships change. Sometimes we know that they're going to change. Sometimes we change things and sometimes we change ourselves. But then there's some things that just happen unannounced and and it just bother us to know that we're no longer in control. And I think that's one of the things that we're going to highlight the most today is understanding that many times that our struggle with change is that we're just not in control of change. All right. So let's go into it and let's talk about what Miriam Webster defines change to mean. It means to make different in some particular. Uh, It means to alter. Uh, It means to make radically different, uh, to give a different position, uh, to replace with another, to make a shift from one another, uh, to undergo a modification. All right. So so one of the one of the things or two things I truly believe concerning change is this. And that is we must recognize our need to change. Oh, my God. If we don't learn to recognize our need to change, change will be happening and we will be on the wrong side of history in our lives. I'm not talking about in the world. I'm talking about in our lives, concerning our purpose, concerning our, our families, concerning our relationship, concerning our ministries, concerning our education, concerning the, the, the call on our life, the purpose that God has placed us here for. We'd be on the wrong side of it, still screaming about what happened back in the day, talking about back in the day, bragging about success or failure back in the day. And, and, and here we are in a new time, and a new season of our life, and we can't embrace it because we don't see that times are changing, things are changing, people are changing, and whether we recognize it or not, we are changing 
but we have to be willing to recognize our need to change so that we can see we can step up to the plate rather we can step up to the plate and actually become the change that that's actually taking place in our lives and so we can be on the right side of things in history so the thing is is that we will change for good or bad whether we like it or not ready or not change is going to happen whether we like it or not ready or not change is going to happen I got gray hair because change just happened. I didn't ask for this. I just grew the hair out. It changed colors itself. That's how change happened. It happens unannounced. It's not unexpected. I'm 46. I'm, I expect to have some gray hair at this point in my life, right? I don't even dye it. It's distinctive to me. I love it. So I let it stay there because why? It's a part of my change. I don't want to hide it. I don't want to run from it. I don't want to, I don't think that it's ugly. I think it enhances me. So I wear it boldly. I take care of it. I love my gray hair along with my black hair. It seemed like one side is gray and the other side is black or salt and pepper. I did not ask for this, but this is the way life happens. We change. We change automatically, whether we like it or not, whether we ask for it or not. We don't have to put in a request for it. Change is going to happen. So we might as well step up to the plate and change with change. <laughs> All right. So here, uh, it seems to me, however, that our initial initial response to change is resistance. Like our first initial response to change is always resistance. We, we anything that uh, that does not come into us. And, and it's so crazy because sometimes we ask for change. We seek out change. And somehow we think we can remain the same while Everything changes around us. Our economic status, our academic status, our our marital status, our, our all of these statuses changing. But we think we can stay the same forever. I can't be the the, the little boy I've always been. I'm 46 years old. I'm I have to change. I have to grow into who I am now, not to who people remember me as. That's really good. It's a really good point to make. Now, watch this. Listen at this. Now, uh, so our initial response to change is resistance. I believe that this resistance is because of our personal perspective, and that is what we understand and are accustomed to as it relates to what we call life. And then our personal preferences as it relates to the process of change. And why do you say personal preferences? Because personal preferences means that, that we would rather be in control of change. When it happens, how it happens, how much pain or lack of pain that comes with the change, who stays, who goes, what stays, what goes. We're not normally in charge of those things. All right? So watch this. Now, Another reason for resistance is the fear of the unknown and, and the fact that change upsets our comfort zone zones. So, so another reason for this fear is that we don't know where we're going. We don't know what's going to look like. 
we're shifting from one place to another. We're transitioning. We are having a metamorphosis in our life, and and we just simply don't know what to do. And we don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know we're going to going to win. We don't know we're going to lose. We don't know we're going to pass. We're going to fail. It just seems we're out of control. And so the 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 fear of the unknown. And the fact that change itself has a way of upsetting our comfort zones. Now, another reason for this resistance is, I said it already, the loss of control. Just not being in control. You know that there are some people who cannot accomplish anything unless they are in charge of everything. Watch this. And everyone. They literally cannot uh, accomplish anything unless they are in charge of everything and everyone. They don't feel that they are successful unless they are running the show. All right? Now watch this. Here's another thing, and I think this is a sort of a negative thing, but it don't always have to be a negative thing. Uh, but, uh, you know, I will say this, that change uh, can cause fear, but change isn't to be feared. It isn't to be feared. It isn't to be resisted. It isn't to be rejected. But rather, change should be accepted as a necessary part of life. I've already broken it down to you. Change is going to happen. The Greek philosopher uh, Heraclitus said, the only constant in life is change. Listen at that. The only constant in life is is change regardless of whether we want to accept it or not the only constant in life is change an anonymous writer uh quoted and i quote them actually it says change is here to stay change ain't going nowhere change is not going nowhere if you don't move from your seat for the next 30 years things will be train changing you will you you will you don't even have to go outside and change will take place in your life all right. So Robert Hugh Benson says we can change slowly and steadily if we set our will to do it. Now, watch this. What does Robert tell us? What is this teaching us? I want to slow down here that number one, we can change. We can change. We try to defeat ourselves. We have these thoughts and, and we, we don't have the faith to change and all of that stuff sometimes. And we struggle with it. But we can change. We God given us the ability to change. Number two. Change is slow and steady, not fast-paced. Change is slow and steady. And we can do this and stick to it and be consistent in this if we only set our will to do it. Now, last quote. Thomas Carlyle said, today is not yesterday. We ourselves change. How then can our works and thoughts if they are always to be the fittest, continue to be the same. Again, how can our works and our thoughts always, how, how can we fit into the, the, the newness of our life if all of those things, our works and our thoughts, stay the same? Change is indeed painful, yet ever needed. And if memory have its force and worth, so also as hope. So in other words, you have to have hope in your change. Now, in order to change or adapt to the changes around us or even the changes going on within us, 
This is my first point. We have to make up our minds to change and understand that it is okay for you to change and it's okay for things and people around you to change. Let me say it again. It's okay for you to change. Please, by all means, give yourself permission to change. Do not look for affirmation, confirmation, and all of that for uh, and acceptance from other people. You have to accept that you need to change and your change needs to be for you. One of the things at this stage in my life at 46 is that I'm always motive checking. What does that mean? I'm placing my, my motives in check. I'm, I, 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 want, I have these life goals. I want to achieve great things. I want to be great in God. I want to be great in life. I want to impress my wife. I want to impress my daughter. I want to be a great pastor and leader. I want to be a great writer and I want to do I want to be great at podcasting. I want to do all kinds of stuff. There's so much on my plate and things that I dream of. There are things that I'm dreaming of that are they're way bigger than me that without the help of God, I would look like a fool just believing, trying to accomplish them. But watch this. Please understand this, that at the end of the day, I check my motives because I want to make sure that I am not trying to prove anything to anyone but God and myself. At the end of the day, yes, I have a wife to please. Yes, I have a daughter to love and and take care of. And then I, I and she's grown, but I'm still taking care of her. Uh, but at the end of the day, I I still I want I have a church that I have to lead. But I have to make sure that the goal for my dreams and the goal for my aspirations and that the goal for the things that are motivating me, I want to make sure that I'm doing this to glorify God with my life, that I'm using my gifts and my talents and all the things that God has placed in my hand to change and to produce change. I want to be a change agent. In order for me to be a change agent, I have to be changed by the by the, by change, by the process in the process of change. I have to embrace change for my own life. How can you help somebody else go through a change when you have not been through a change? right? You have to be able to change. So we have to make up our minds to change. This all starts in your mind without a mind, with the, without the proper mind to change, then change will always be a battle because the battle is going to be in your mind. Here's what Romans chapter 12 and verse two in the King James version says, it says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's important. So once you make up your mind, once we got our minds made up, there's another step that we need to take. And the next thing we do when we got our, we have our minds made up is that this, this verse teaches us is, is that you must upgrade your mindset. Now that your mind has been made up and you've been in trans, it talks about Romans 12 talks about being transformed. That's an upgrade. That's upgrading your mindset. You must upgrade your mindset. You cannot have or live a changed life on old thoughts and thinking. That's heavy. That's heavy. All right. But at the same time, it's so simple. And if embraced, you can you, you you'll be able to run with the, what everything that I'm telling you. You cannot have or live a changed life on old thoughts or thinking. One thing I've heard uh, is that you cannot solve problems with the same mindset that created those problems. 
Many times the thing that we're trying to do is that we're trying to create solutions with the same mindset that created the problems. You cannot do that. You have to shift in your mindset. You have to have a transformation in your mind, be renewed in your mind, so that whatever problems are that that's been created in your life or developed in your life, in your in your and you know with just you know in, in your in your heart or based on a situation or circumstances or choices that you made, whatever the case may be, that the same mindset. You have to change that in order to be able to solve the problems, which many times you need you need to, to ask somebody's, uh, you know, what would they do? Somebody uh, that's, that's that's more mature than you, someone that's more advanced than you, somebody that has a better decision making ability than you. You have to ask somebody. You got to tell them what you did wrong and then you have to ask them, hey, how can I do this better? What would you do if you was in this situation? You have to get someone to help you change your mind. Change your mindset. Upgrade your mindset, all right? Upgrade your mindset. That's very powerful for each of us to understand and embrace. You have to embrace it, and, and you have, you're going to have to just accept that this is it, that I cannot, I cannot change my situation with the, same situ, with the same thoughts that I created this situation in. Another thing that I wanted to uh, say uh, about this is that uh, you have to develop an adaptable mindset. So since change comes some comes quickly, the process don't always happen quickly. And matter of fact, most of the time it doesn't happen quickly. But but sometimes you're thrust into situations and circumstances where you have to think fast. So you have to have it. You have to develop an adaptable adaptable mindset. You have to uh, have a mindset that that can be formed or reformed. Uh, don't get stuck in a certain mindset because when you do, then you cut off your ability to change or adapt to circumstances or the adapt to new environments, to adapt to new people or adapt to new circumstances and situations or even finance. You, your finances can be increased or your finances can get lower. If, you, if you're stuck and thinking that this lasts forever, then your mindset is going to be the thing that keeps driving you crazy because you just can't figure out why is my why I can't think differently? Why can't I accept this? All right. Why can't I accept this? You don't have to necessarily like certain things in order to accept certain things. Because again, change is not something that we're often con in control over unless we're changing ourselves. All right. We can change ourselves, but we can't always change those ex external things that, that we seem uh, to uh, want to change. All right. So now, um, I made an example of uh, if you purchased a new boat and was ready to test it out for the first trip, you wouldn't try to drive the boat on the freeway like you would your car. The new boat is a different type of vehicle, and it requires, watch this, a different type of environment to drive, which places a demand on a new way of thinking. Now, it places a demand on a new way of thinking. The simple difference in a car and a boat is cars are to be driven on the road and boats are to be sailed in the water. I'm going to say it again. Cars are to be driven on the road and boats are to be sailed in the water. So once again, your mindset will need an upgrade. 
You may be good at driving on the in the uh, the the freeway, but you cannot have the same mindset in the water that you have on the road. It's a different vehicle and it's a different environment. All right, so there it is. Again, you would need to develop an adaptable mindset that can change whenever it's needed. So far, we understand that the meaning of change. Uh, we 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 must make up our minds to change, and we must be transformed in our mind to change uh, and enjoy the process and the results of change. That's that upgrade. All right. Now, over the last year, I've been training myself to think that a, a you know a new place in my life is going to require a new me. You hear this phrase often, all the time, because I. I've been in. I've lived in Memphis for a year and three months, and I've literally been going through the change the entire time that I've been here. One of the things that the Lord spoke to me is, you know, uh, is to let some things go, the old Brian go, the old thought process go. I didn't realize how difficult that really was. I didn't know. I, I've never lived out of state before, out of Arkansas. I've never lived out of Arkansas before other than when I was first born. I lived in Kansas City, uh, uh, Missouri. or and so, 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 And I was really small then, but the most of my life has been lived in Arkansas. All right? And so I moved around in Arkansas some, but I've never moved outside of Arkansas. And so now this is my first time in as an adult, and I did it after I was 40, so I I was pretty much set in my ways. And so as much as this move was so amazing, I am not complaining about anything. We have an upgraded life. However, it took me time to adjust and to adapt to a new mindset, to a new lifestyle, to a new environment. I really had a culture shock for over a year trying to adapt to a new mindset and to change my living by changing my thinking. Everything in my life is giving me new experiences, but yet I am the same person that I was when I was in Little Rock. And I'm talking about I was frustrated because I felt like I had no purpose. And I, 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 I'm building this studio and I'm building my podcast and I'm, I'm, I'm in school and doing all kinds of, of amazing things, getting ready to go back to school and, and, and do some things and experience. I'm talking about I just had... All kinds of changes were taking place. We got here. We moved almost suddenly. Then my daughter, uh, a month after that, she went to prom. And then uh, shortly after that, our church went through a transition. We were back and forth all the time from from from, from Memphis to Little Rock, Arkansas. And then my, my daughter graduated from, from school and, and just changes constantly. And then we moved our church um, transition to a, a, another building and then we had the transition of moving into the building and then restructuring the building and upgrading the building because we had a different mindset uh, that we, and we wanted something new we want something different it was constant changes again the only constant is change in life is change the only constant constant in life is change we're gonna keep experiencing changes you're gonna have to be able to adapt to change it's not always easy, but it is necessary unless you want to live a stuck life. All right. So now, uh, so I've been training myself that a new place in my life is going to require a new me. I can't be a new me in a new place with an old way of thinking. 
Our thinking is what contaminates new things. Our, our thinking, old thinking, is what contaminates new things. We have to be careful that we don't let what we have experienced mess up what we are to experience. What we've been predestined to experience, we cannot allow old thinking, old people, old friends, old habits, old things to contaminate what God is doing in our life next. And sometimes even now, some of us are in a no, some of you are in a new place. Some of us rather are in a new place right now. And you're struggling in a new place because the old you is just simply not comfortable in a new environment. That, that's so good. <laughs> the old you is not okay with being in a new environment. You're like a fish out of water, but the only difference is, is that really the truth is you're just in fresh water. The water is the same. It's just fresh. You're used to swimming in cloudy, dirty water. And now your environment has changed and it's clean and you can't handle it and you're struggling and you've been fighting and you keep fighting what's new because you craving for what's old. All right? Your mindset needs to change. Now, the next thing is that there is a purpose in change. There's a purpose of change. Now, listen to this. Now, this purpose is simple. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to get deep. The purpose of change is simple. It is simply so that we don't live a stuck, stagnant, unfulfilling life. The purpose of change is so that we don't live a stuck, stagnant, and unfulfilling life. I don't want to live like that. I work too hard to get to a place where I can be this happy. My mind has to change so that I can enjoy where I am today because I prayed for where I am today in a place where I felt stuck and stagnant and unfulfilled. And now God has fulfilled my prayer request and he's still fulfilling my prayer request. And at the end of the day, God has upgraded my life. So now I have to upgrade my thinking. That's every one of us. Now, that was some years ago. I ran across this small but very powerful book by Dr. Spencer uh, Johnson, MD. It's called Who Moved My Cheese? Uh, it was a very small but powerful book. And I found the principles of this book to be very life-changing for me. I also assume that anyone who with life goals who would uh, would actually benefit from this book if they would just read and implement these principles. If you haven't read the book, Who Moved My Cheese, go get it. It is a very small book, but very powerful, powerful book. Uh, one of the most one of the powerful quotes in this book was, if you do not change, you will become extinct. If you do not change, you will become extinct. Let me go ahead and tell you what that really means. If you do not change, you will become unnecessary. If you do not change, you will become uh, someone that's not needed. No one will call on you. No one will ask you to do anything. No one 
will require of you to do anything, you will literally be unnecessary. Unnecessary and unfulfilled. All right? So watch this. You know, so here it is. So uh, the key word in this quote, if you do not change, you will become extinct. The key word is in this quote is you. So if you don't change, you will become extinct. Not everyone around you. If you don't change, then you will become extinct. One thing I've discovered in life is this, that we become experts or we can become experts at changing everyone else's life, changing our finances, changing our academic status, changing our relationship status, changing jobs or careers, changing churches, changing cities, states, geographical locations, changing clothes and hairstyles. And the crazy part about that is that we can change all of that externally and still be stuck because we failed to change us. You can change all of that about your life where everybody can see, be impressed with you, and still on the inside know that you're still stuck because you failed to change you. I know so far, I know so so far too many people, far too many people who use their external transformations to define who they are, ultimately resulting in lower self-esteem than what they've already had, greater insecurities, and a greater lack of passion for life and anything healthy or good for them. Oddly enough, they take great pride in all they have and in what they've achieved publicly, but privately and secretly, they would trade it all in for peace and wholeness in their life. In other words, they've gotten, they've achieved everything they want to achieve. They got everything they wanted, all of that. And they sitting back in living in every bit of it and saying to themselves, if I could just have peace, if I could just be whole, if I could stop being so insecure by myself, oh man, I don't even like myself. This is what they're thinking about themselves. After all they have externally, they, they know the who's who, they're in the right groups, they're with the right people, all that, and still do not feel good about themselves. Why? Because none of those things externally define you. Not a single one of those things define you. Now, again, I told you, change can be fearful. But here's a common question for us to ponder. What would you do if you were not afraid? What would you do if you were not afraid? 2 Timothy 1 and 7 in the ESV. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. So ask yourself this. Where would you go? What would you do? Who would you become? And what would you achieve if only you were not afraid. Where would you go? What would you do? Who would you become? What would you achieve if only you were not afraid? And may I ask, what are you afraid of? Is it a who in your life that you're afraid of? Is it failure that you're afraid of? Do you feel like you don't fit in the place that you're dreaming of? every day or that God is showing you and you just you just wrestling with the fact that you won't be accepted by others because at the end of the day your life is to glorify God 
You don't have to be accepted by others to be called to that place in your life. You don't have to be approved of by others in order for, for, for you to celebrate this moment of, of, of upgrade in your life. To celebrate this time where God is bringing you into every fulfillment of his, of his, of his purpose and calling in your life and on your life. This new place of anointing, this new place of relationship, this new place of authority and new place of victory in your life. You don't owe anyone an explanation, neither an apology for becoming who God's called you. Now, that is a powerful statement. You owe no one an, 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 an apology or an explanation for who God is calling you. Many people will say that you're being prideful. Many people will say that you are uh, operating outside of your call. Many people uh, who will say that you're just trying to be somebody. Many people will have many opinions of you. You cannot live your life afraid of that and stay where you are. You cannot do it. You have to allow yourself to be it even if no one else accepts you or approves you or celebrates you or affirms you or confirms you. <laughs> you have to be okay with it yourself because you're the only person that God has given this dream to. You're the only person that God is trying to produce this change in in your personal life. This is who he's trying to make you. So fear can be a good thing when you are afraid that things are going to get worse. If you don't do something, it can prompt you into action. It can also be not so good when you are so afraid that it keeps you from doing anything. Fear, if and when given permission, can and will handicap you to your past for the rest of your life, and it will never apologize for crippling you and destroying your purpose and your future. Now, here's what you have to do, because fear can give you a mindset. You're going to have to change what you believe. You're going to have to change what you believe. Old beliefs do not lead to new things. Old beliefs do not lead to new things. You cannot hang on to old beliefs. When you change what you believe, you change what you do. So that means your belief system affects what you do. What you believe affects what you do. If you, if you believe you can't, then you, are, you won't have any action behind your words. You'll be walking around here telling everybody that you're changing and that you got the, you got next and all this. You'll be quoting all this stuff that people you hear people say from church or in your religious environment or just people who think they're prophetic. You'll be saying all of these things and you won't believe any of those things because you really don't believe that you can change at all. You don't believe that the next level is for you. You don't believe that you have purpose. You don't think that you have a call. You don't believe any of those things. You just say things so that people can 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 say amen or in, in the social media world, maybe get a like or a comment or a share and, 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 and be like, my girl said that or my boy said that. You know, none of that means anything if you don't believe it. You have all of that and still be dissatisfied and you have lower self-esteem because now you put these words out here that you know that you are not secure enough to even execute in your own life. All right. So 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 please understand that that when you change what you believe, you can change what you do. 
You can believe that a change will harm you, and then you resist the change. Or you can believe that change will help you, and then you can embrace the best things in your life. Another quote from the book says, when you see that you can find and enjoy new cheese, you change course. So this says that you got to forget the old things behind you. Look to that thing, to those things that are before you. Press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus in your life. You can change your course because now you realize, oh, that was good, but this is great. That's old. This is new. I enjoyed this. This was wonderful. This was incredible. But at the end of the day, I got I to gotta move away from this because greater is calling me. When you see and that you can find and enjoy new cheese, that's what I've done here in Memphis. I've figured it out. It's like, wow, in a place that I didn't think that I would ever just enjoy being here, I found new cheese. And so it changed, it's changing my course. It's changed my course of life. Now, finally, change takes time. Change literally takes time. You have to be willing to accept that. Change takes time. It's not quick. It's not microwave. None of that. Change takes time. Small changes early helps you to adapt to the bigger changes that are to come. I'm going to read that one more time. Small changes early helps you to adapt to the bigger changes that are to come. Now watch this. There's another book that I've been reading by Mark Batterson called Win the Day. This book actually teaches me how to live live successfully and most productive in 24-hour day-tight compartments. What it really teaches me is not to grieve over yesterday, not to worry about tomorrow, but rather living in today, every day, one day at a time, making full use of my time. That's a life goal. That's a life goal because that takes discipline, not to grieve over yesterday, not to worry about tomorrow, but to live in the moment, live in the present. Daytime compartments. I've scheduled every single moment of my day and my life. There are certain things I have had to let go in order to live the life that God's given me for now. And I'm not trying to make sure that everybody's comfortable with my change. I'm not trying to make sure that people are, I had a conversation. The people that's important that need to know, like my wife, I had to tell my wife, this is what I'm doing every day. This is what my life is going to be. This is how much time I'm going to have for you. This is how much time I'm going to have for this or that. This is how much time. Not because I'm being selfish, but I'm being productive. I want to make sure that every single solitary moment of my life is engaged in where God has me now. I have to change. I cannot live my life worrying and frustrated and feeling low and having low self-esteem and feeling depressed and feeling oppressed by, by the devil and, 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 and even allowing people to oppress me. No, I'm better than that. I have to speak those things that, that be not as though they were. I have to believe God for so much because I am multitasking right here because this season of my life is not one-dimensional. This season of my life, God has put both. 
both hands and both hands are full. And so that means that there are some things and some people that has to be pushed to the back burner that does not have anything to do with where I am now. Does that mean that I'm not, I don't love them? No. Does that mean that I don't care about them? No. That does not mean any of that. It just means that they are not my priority any longer. There are some things and habits that I have in my life. I have to push them to the back burner, get them out of my life because they do not serve as a purpose in my life any longer. <laughs> That's good, right? I'm learning how to live in day tight, 24 hour compartments. So what does it mean for us to, how to handle change? Well, all the things I just gave you. This is amazing lesson today this is an amazing topic today because change is going to happen we're not in control we don't get to say when always the only person you can control is you finally i want to say change will separate you from people that you love because change is painful and there will be times in your life that change will cause people to just fall off. You'll be sitting around and one day you're best friends and one day you're, 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 you're cool with them. And then the next thing you know, they're just gone out of your life. They've disappeared. They're no longer there. They're not for you. They're not with you. They may even still be around you, but they have nothing to do with you. You know why? You're different. You chose to change. And so they just fell off because they don't have the guts to do the same. Unfortunately, everybody can't go with where God's taking you. I used to say that all the time, and it sounded a little cocky and prideful, but I'm getting back to that belief system because that's the belief system that give me enduring power to help me to understand that even though, yes, people are falling off, things are falling off, Things are not looking the same. And let me say this. Just because it's different doesn't mean it's wrong. I think I said this already, but I want to just reiterate that. Just because it's different doesn't mean it's wrong. Just because they're falling off, it doesn't mean anything wrong with them. And it certainly doesn't mean anything wrong with you. It just means that time is up. Change has come. And it has separated you from them. It has separated you from that. It has separated you from that thinking. It has separated you from that belief system. And now you have to learn to live in a different place, in a different level, on a different level in your life, walking in your calling, being confident in everything that God gave you, not looking for people to applaud or approve, but understanding that your life is here to give God glory. And that's it. You're not here to please people. You're here to love people, but you're here to please God. You're not here to give people your all. You're here to give people your best, but you give God your all. These are things that I've learned and I've accepted and embraced in my life because I want people to understand change is going to happen. Whether you're ready or not, whether you like it or not, whether you're prepared or not, you're not in control. The only person you can control is you. 
The only thing you can control is you. So you can fight it, you can resist it, you can you can you can you can run from it, but change is going to happen. So I ask you to step up to the plate today, embrace where you are, accept the plan of God for your life, and just change. It's gonna be better on the other side of where you are now. All right, y'all. That's all I have for you today. I'm telling you, that's a, I really enjoy talking about this today. Hey, listen, don't forget, you can follow me on social media at the Apostles Corner to keep up with what's going on here. And, of course, opportunity to join us for live events on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Of course, you can share this podcast with your friends and ask them to join our community on these audio podcast platforms. Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. And there's so many more out there, so you just look for us. Don't forget, you can also join me every Sunday on Facebook and YouTube at Generations Church, or you can feel free to join us in person at 9644 Mummel Boulevard, North Little Rock, Arkansas, 72113. Again, thank you so much for joining me for this episode three of season two, Life Goals. Listen, we'll be back next week for another powerful episode of The Apostles Corner. I'm your host, Brian A. Harris. Mm-hmm.